1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, it's time to prep for the Texans game on the Locked On Texans podcast. I'm Robert Land from the Houston Sports Talk Podcast, along with Aaron Wilson from the Houston Chronicle. And this week, Aaron, I guess the story is Dwayne Brown. As far as Monday is concerned, anyway, will Dwayne Brown play on Sunday? We, we thought there was really no chance, but actually in Bill O'Brien's press conference Monday, he left it open a little bit, didn't he?
0: Right. I think that's gamesmanship, though. I, I'm not entirely buying that he's going to play on Sunday. They just called it a possibility, meaning he hasn't been ruled out yet, and they could still rule him out either 90 minutes before kickoff or have him up as a reserve. And there's a couple of options, ways they can go with this. If they feel like they can't beat the Titans without him, you know, then they have to consider it. It all comes back to how his leg feels. The fact that he's healthy enough to practice, you know, they wouldn't have him out there physically if they didn't think he could do it. They have to gauge his conditioning, think, you know, how would he do in a game? And they've shown a willingness to play someone recently that didn't have you know, any practice, really. That was Derek Newton. And Derek had missed the whole preseason with the pulled hamstring, and then he, they sent him right back out there.
1: JJ Watt as well, they also. Right.
0: So up. I think a big benchmark for them is just health and how you feel in practice, how you look in practice. So, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. They're, they're, they could go either way with this one, but he had a much longer convalescence than those guys. And a really serious injury, more serious than J.J., more serious than Derek Newton. Major injury that could have threatened his entire career. And I find with Dwayne, he's a tough guy. and I, w- I wouldn't just say he can't do it, but it, it makes more sense for him to play the following week. They'll play it by ear. They probably won't know until Friday if he can do it or not. But yeah, it, it's going to give them a shot in the arm soon. And they need that for the run blocking, the pass blocking. It's been you know just average and best I think through the first three games so yeah they can really use Dwayne Brown he's the only really standout lineman that they have that's been to a pro bowl that's considered one of the better blockers in the league and these other guys are just not established to that uh, level are we going to see
1: when Dwayne Brown gets back any huge difference between him and Chris Clark because he's might not be in game shape we don't know where his health health is Uh, The one thing that the Texans need most help in the offensive line is run blocking, and that never was Dwayne Brown's strength.
0: Right. He's a better pass protector than run blocker. But I feel like Chris isn't getting any push at all, so I don't think Dwayne could be any worse. I think he'd probably be a little bit better, especially as he plays himself into shape. So eventually I do think there's an upgrade there. And he is a big, strong lineman. He's lifted a lot of weights in his life. And I just think he's much more physically stout than Chris Clark. There's a difference. Well, before we move on, just want to mention
1: you guys can subscribe to our show on iTunes as well on Stitcher on all the places that you can find the podcast. We do this daily and Aaron, the other part of the conversation on Monday was about the tackling and what I saw against the Patriots. And even though Bill O'Brien in the press conference didn't want to talk about the Patriots game anymore, he wants to put it behind him. But I think all these games kind of connect together. And the the, the thing that worried me a little bit was the tackling. But it wasn't necessarily the front seven. Most of the problems were in the secondary. We saw guys like Andre Howell and uh, Quentin Demps is, you know, has had problems all year doing that, but especially Andre Hall and Jonathan Joseph in, in the game against the Patriots. Right,
0: yeah. I think there is a way to have an off-game tackling but still be a capable tackler, if that makes sense. The, sometimes players have fundamental lapses or they don't take that extra step, they don't get into position, and they're just off balance, they're step behind, or they're not physical enough. And there were really examples of all of those shortcomings against the Patriots. And when I see a veteran like Jonathan Joseph missing tackles or Quentin Demps or you know even a younger player like Andre Howell, it comes back to one thing typically, just fundamentals, how you tackle, how you line up. Uh, but it's also culpable, the front seven, because when these bigger players like Jacoby Brissett, who's almost 240 pounds, get into the secondary with a full head of steam, and they've already been running for 20, 25 yards, it's really hard for Andre Howe to essentially stop a running away train. And it's asking a lot for him to make that open field tackle against a big, strong athlete like Brissett or oh, Garrett Blunt. And, yeah, that's what kind of I, I saw going on with that. And yeah, I understand Bill O'Brien's stance, wanting to change the, you know, turn the page and you know, change the subject, but it doesn't go away just because he doesn't want to talk about it. It happened. It was an embarrassment. It's a debacle. I understand why he doesn't want to talk about it, but to say that it's just on to Tennessee, that's fine. He can do that, but yeah, the it's always going to be on tape, and the tape doesn't lie.
1: Yeah, short-term memory is not what you want in the NFL. Uh, as far as if you're going to correct something, I guess it is what you need sometimes to to uh, put a game behind you. I uh, also wanted to ask you about this because, you know, a lot of people I'm sure were watching uh, the Broncos on Sunday and they've seen what Brock Osweiler is doing with the Texans so far. Trevor Simeon is a guy that everybody's talking about. Well, maybe the Texans uh, made a mistake. They could have gone with a guy that was much cheaper and a, a Trevor Simeon or could have got somebody like him. Or uh, at some point, or they could have picked up one of the other young quarterbacks that uh, are, are playing well, like a Zach, uh, Dak Prescott, things like that. What, what What are your thoughts on that to this point, or from what you've seen of Trevor Simeon?
0: With respect to Trevor, Trevor is a pretty good young player out of Northwestern. I think he has some advantages in terms of who he's playing with, like Demarius Thomas and having you know Emmanuel Sanders to throw to he has has good weapons like the Texans have good weapons too but
1: how does their offensive line compare to
0: to I think they have a better offensive line than the Texans I think that is a factor I just think they're they have a nice simple scheme for the quarterback and you know his level of experience it's not that much less than Brock Osweiler who's had 10 career starts I think that's a big theme for Brock is not playing for years how much that's affected him and he got to play last year and he had really advantageous situations in terms of offensive line and receivers and all those things and familiarity with scheme this is his first year in this offense I'm not making excuses for him but I think it's a factor him and the receivers are not always on the same page and I think that he is showing that bad tendency to stare down like we talked about on Friday to just look at his receivers and lock on to them, um, and I think that that's one of his problems. He's got to look people off. He's got to pump fake. He's got to do a few things to you know, give himself a break, make things a little easier for him. And uh, The guys have to get open. They have to catch the football, too. He had some drops. So it's a confluence of factors. But, you know, we like to compare. and Yeah, right now, is Trevor Simeon statistically better? Yes, he is. Do I think Brock is probably long-term a better quarterback? Yeah, I do. The crazy thing, and
1: I believe this is right, that the, the Texans have scored – and given up the same amount of points as the tennessee titans which is kind of crazy to think about you would think the texans are going to be a prohibitive favorite in this game or your definite favorite anyway and you know how how much should we worry going into this game if you're the texans if, if this game is close or do you just worry if you're the texans let's look a little bit better than we did against the patriots and get the W, and and hopefully you, you make a little progress. Right.
0: I think when you they just need to get the win and be 3-1 and one at the quarter pole of the season. That's the, all that matters. And to be 1-0 in AFC South, they have to think about smaller goals, you know, make the playoffs, win the division, things like that. Home field advantage, you know, maybe that won't be in the cards for them. We'll see. I mean, they're, they they got some other tough games. The Minnesota game is no gimme. I think this is a game they have to have. I don't think they can afford to get you know to you know a point where they're you know two and two i mean three and one it's just a huge difference in how they would be perceived how they would feel about themselves their status in the division it's a game they have to have what else did you notice from the
1: games uh this weekend uh we got a chance to see on national television or at least on lo- i mean sorry on local television the colts uh against the, the chargers chargers not a good team andrew luck was able to get away with the win on that one more maybe the offense than the defense and there was a late turnover that was a real key and that one anything else that jumped out at you from the weekend game the
0: buffalo win over arizona just shows that you can't lock on to anything and say this is going to happen and the bills can't win this game and that's you know that's a loss and that's what everyone thought and that's who we picked we picked you know arizona but yeah, it's, I mean, it's what they'll tell you, and it's cliche, that's why they play the games, because it's different every week. I think we're still trying to figure this season out. And there's some things you can feel firm and certain about, and there's others that are more fluid. That was one of those situations. It was strange
1: yeah, to see you, that happen. And if you feel bad if you're the Texans, hey, the Texans got killed, yes, against the third-string quarterback, but it was a short week, and they're traveling and all that sort of stuff. This dealer's had basically a full week, and they got – Slaughtered by the Eagles, which is in you know, a rookie quarterback. And, you know, so you, you just don't know the NFL is strange from week to week, Aaron. It
0: really is. Absolutely, buddy.
1: Well, let's uh, close things out. Before we do, just a reminder that you can also listen to Locked On Rockets with Ben Dubose. If you're a big Rockets fan, we know you want to check that out. Also on the Locked On Network, all the teams are on the Locked On Network in the NFL and the NBA. Locked On Fantasy as well, if you like fantasy football. So make sure you check it all out. And also, uh, we're going to finish up with uh, – got a chance to talk with Jonathan Joseph in the locker room, a little bit about his weekend and, and uh, how things are for him these days as uh, he's a, now the veteran amongst the cornerbacks in the Texan secondary. You didn't play on Sunday. What do you do on a Sunday where you're not playing and are you, watching the, are you watching the other games? You got NFL ticket or how do you how do you treat that
2: Sunday? Yeah, I had three TVs going at one time man. I'm sitting on the couch. Um, me, wife, kids, we all sat there. I flipped through the channels. Those all took a nap here and there, flipped back through the channels. Uh, it's just kind of good to get some rest, you know, anytime you have a chance to get some rest in this league because during the season you never really have much off time to yourself. And I think it gives you a chance to go out and look around and see what the rest of the league is doing also.
1: One of the big games on Sunday was uh, Gary Kubiak's Denver Broncos against uh, your old Bengals. Was that a game that
2: interested you in particular? Yeah. You know, I got friends on both of those teams. And, you know, like I said, you never sometimes – you get to see the highlights on Sunday, Sunday night or Monday after a game. But, um, I kind of just flipped through the channel and was watching some of those guys play, some of my old friends, and some of those teams you're going to face later down the road. So you want to kind of pick up some things that you can learn from seeing and watching those games also.
1: Do you have any feel on a team at this point in the season and how you, how you um, might build or how you might be by the end of the season? You've been uh, in the league for a long time. Do you start to get an understanding of where you are and by game three or kind of what, what point maybe do you start to get that feel?
2: I think uh, it grows week by week. I think in training camp you start to set the base and the foundation of that. And throughout the season you continue to bond more as a team. You continue to grow. You identify what, who you are as a team. You learn about your teammates. I think just being in all type of different situations and type of games, you know, out there on the battlefield, it kind of brings you closer as a team. And somewhere throughout the season, I don't know exactly what's the time table say before that you have that, you know, Feeling to where you know what exactly what you are as a team.
1: What's the difference in how you take care of yourself now as a, as opposed to your first couple of years in, in the league uh, between games and, and that sort of things? It changed a lot. Oh
2: yeah, night and day. I think now it's all about you know getting me prepared, healthy. You know all the soreness out. You know right after the game. You know all up and through the next couple of days. You know my first couple of uh, years in the league. As soon as the game was over, I didn't really start back up. I didn't even think about, you know, getting myself ready for the next game. I That's just part of being young. You know, um, I remember times, warm-ups, I didn't have to stretch. I didn't have to do any of those things. But, you know, you play long enough, we all have a change.
1: A lot of talent with the cornerbacks this year, and, and A.J. seems to have taken a step forward. Kevin g- continues to get better. Uh, Kareem, of course, is very consistent. Is this the best group of guys that you've seen talent-wise at the cornerbacks position since you've been here?
2: I think overall I think top to bottom I think you got four guys that's capable of being starters you know on this team in this league um guys playing at high levels competing um guys that's interchangeable able to play multiple positions so I would have to agree. How about this division where do you think the division is right
1: now does it you know you got a feel for it after the first few games watching these other teams and I know you probably haven't got to, maybe had a chance to see them play as much but just kind of seeing what's going on.
2: I think it's still too early to tell right now I think um Everyone in the division is playing some good ball, but um right now I think it's just a little too early, you know. None of us face each other yet, so we haven't kind of got that feel out of the way yet. So I think, you know, maybe in another month or so I have a better idea. Thanks so much. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>